In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the fourth week in the ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the third day of February 2022. Let us together call upon the Spirit of God to come dwell in us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Keep the word and prosper. Keep the word and prosper. The first reading today, friends, is taken from the first book of Kings, chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 4, and verse 10 to verse 12. The gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 6, from verse 7 to verse 13. In the first reading, we see David. Giving his parting words before he passed on. He was ready to go. He knew it was time for him to return to the Lord God, his creator. And so he called his son, Solomon, who was to succeed him and gave him some direct instructions. He made it clear to Solomon that Solomon should follow the statutes of God and keep his commandments, his ordinances, his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses, that he may prosper. He gave as a condition for Solomon's prosperity, his ability to keep to the word of God, to live according to the commandments of God, according to his status and according to his laws, as given through his minister and his servant Moses. What comes out clearly is the fact that the level of our prosperity is a function of our docility to the will of God and our keeping to the word or keeping of the word of God and keeping to the commandments of God. Yes, yes, children of God, our prosperity indeed to a very large extent depends on our ability to remain firm and faithful to the commandments of God. One may begin to ask. Father, but there are people all around us who don't even make reference to God, who are, who are prospering. They are wealthy in every ramification of the world. Perhaps they are, but they are children of God. Check the ends of the wicked. It's always a terrible one. The psalmist says, as the wicked man prospers so fastly, so his fall shall be so sudden. And so don't become envious. Of the unrighteous because they prosper in the unrighteousness. For great will be their fall. Dear children of God, today, listening to David's instruction to his son Solomon, will learn to know, to seek first of all the will of God, to know the will of God, and to live in accordance with his will. Because when we prosper, doing the will of God, we have nothing to be afraid of, for our consciences are clear. Dear children of God, Jesus insists even more on this very position when he said to his apostles after sending them out in pairs, 
He told them, giving them clear terms of reference. He said to them, preach the word. Preach the good news. Preach the gospel. Live in whichever house you go to. Eat whatever I said before you. And remain there until you move to the next place. He gave them authority to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to perform miracles, to prosper in the word of God, to prosper in virtue and in wealth. But this prosperity comes only when they keeps to the terms of reference he has given to them as his own ambassadors, as his own collaborators, as his own messengers. And you know what it means to preach the good news? Preaching the good news is not about standing on the street, standing on the pulpit to say repent and believe the gospel. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Become a born-again Christian. No, it goes, beyond, it goes beyond that. If you want to understand what preaching the good news is, go to the gospel of Mark. Look rather chapter 4, verse 18 and verse 19 where jesus will tell us the spirit of the lord is upon me he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor to bring good news to the poor who are the poor the poor are the aged the weak of the society the marginalized the sick the downtrodden the heartbroken the rejected like the lepers of his time to bring good news to the poor to bring sight to the blind. To set captives free. Who are the captives? Who are the blind? The blind are those who have, who have lost their access to the presence of God. And are no longer guided by the light of God's word. For the word of God says in the book of Psalms. The word of God is a lamp unto my step. And then the captives. Those who are under oppressive structures and systems. Put in place by human beings. Those who are under all the, the, the oppressive powers of men and evil forces. Those who are living in captivity. They need to regain freedom. He said he has brought them freedom. This is what it means to preach the good news. And then to pronounce the year of the Lord's favor. To bring hope. To bring encouragement. To ensure that the downtrodden. Those who have like the point of giving up. Are also again encouraged. And they are able to find hope. And find a reason to live on. Trusting in God's help for them. Dear children of God, these are the terms. This is what it means to preach the good news. Standing up against evil, against injustice, against wickedness, against impurity, against immorality, against all forms of social injustice of all levels and at all ranks. But dear children of God, the question we ask ourselves today is, to what extent are we keeping to these terms of references that our master has left behind for us? The divine master, in whom we live and move and have our being supposedly. To what extent are we really living in him and having our being in him and having our existence in him? How firm are we committed to his word, to his teachings, to his commandments, and his, to his laws and directives? Dear children of God, today we live in a society 
we are leaders like Solomon, or rather, leaders like Solomon, but unlike Solomon in their behavior, would want not to care about keeping to the terms of reference that brought them into the office they found themselves. Leaders swear to defend the constitution of the nation they govern. But especially in Africa, and not just in Africa, in other parts of the world, but more in Africa and other developing, other developing parts of countries of the world, you see leaders who would rather discard the constitution that brought them into power and begin to put up policies and carry out activities that are completely, not just alien, but opposed to the constitution that brought them into power. Gradually, we are drifting to a society where the laws are meant for the poor and not for the rich. The laws are meant not for the lawmakers, but for the commoners. If the important people of the society violate the laws, it is a virtue. Nobody comes after them, especially when you are in good, in the good books of the powers that be, the powers of the day. But the poor will be killed for stealing as little as maybe 10,000 naira. Why people that are stealing billions of naira, dollars and pounds go about freely, even exalted, even giving awards, national recognitions, getting into different uh, leadership positions in the society. We see Christians, we vowed at our baptism that we have rejected Satan and all his empty promises and all his evil activities. Yet we go back to the same things we have vowed to have rejected and begin not just to indulge in them but to even promote them, including some religious leaders. Leaders who are supposed to be preaching for the liberation of those who are in captivity, who are supposed to be the voices of the masses, who are supposed to be the conscience of the society, are gradually drifting away from that and are becoming a fad, the blanket that has covered the, 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 the conscience of the society, that the sense of judgment of the society is getting blood and blood every day. Many religious leaders today, many preachers today are motivated in their preaching by their quest for wealth, by their quest for fame, by their quest for influence. And these has colored the content of their message. Instead of speaking the mind of God and proclaiming the good news of Christ as it is given by the divine master, they thwart the intention of the divine master and preach their own good news in the name of the divine master Jesus Christ. It is everywhere, even in the family system, all to the parents' responsibilities that parents assumed at marriage. Many parents have discarded them and have completely neglected their parental responsibility towards, towards their children. Students who are in schools, tertiary, um, tertiary institutions, and even secondary schools, primary schools, instead of keeping to the regulations guiding the school, they have left the very essence of being students to getting themselves into yahoo yahoo and other forms of evil and ungodly activities young people instead of working to succeed they're now going to rituals and all of that it is no longer a thing for the old for the elite or for the political class ritual killings has become a thing that is gradually turning into a norm even among the young people 
dear children of God. How can we prosper living in this kind of life? Yes, you may get the wealth, but does it stay? Check those who have gone through that route. How far was their success sustained? Dear children of God, you may begin to ask, but Father, I have done my best to stay firm and faithful to God, but the more I keep being faithful to God, the more I continue to suffer different forms of affliction. God seems not to even answer my prayer. He seems nothing good is going to come out of my situation. And to such a person, I say to you, dear child of God, learn to wait on God. It may appear that God delays, but He never fails. He said to the people of Israel, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29, if you read from verse 1 to verse he made it clear to them that they were going to be as captives in Babylon for 70 years. But in verse 11, he says to them that he knows the plans he has for them. The plan not to harm them, but to give them hope and a future. And indeed, he eventually fulfilled that. And he glorified his name by bringing them back from captivity to their own land. God says to us in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, we should learn to meditate on the word of God and the word of God will keep us. Dear child of God, the word of God still is powerful enough to save you. The word of God will prosper you. He will make you successful and he will lead you to a glorious end. Don't be afraid. Live by the word of God. Keep the word of God and you shall prosper. May God prosper you in all your endeavors, despite the challenges that life brings your way, especially as you become resolute in keeping the word of God through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and blessings always. And please don't forget to key into our nine-day beginning of the moon intensive prayers and novena by praying with the book of Esther chapters 4 and 5 and Psalm 12.